Hello everyone, and welcome back to Transactions. I'm finally at a desk today and not in the closet. It's been a while since I've recorded. I've been struggling through quarantine, particularly with the noise in my apartment. Hopefully it won't be too loud in the building for this today. Today I'm going to be speaking about conversion therapy, specifically in regards to being trans and not in terms of sexuality. I'll also be talking about recent anti-trans legislation in the U.S. If you aren't aware, conversion therapy is a practice that claims to have the ability to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. In reality, what this does is teach those subjected to it to hate themselves on a fundamental level. At the age of 14, my parents started taking me to a conversion therapist because I was begging to see a gender therapist. Conversion therapy and gender therapy are not the same thing, but somehow I still felt like this was some sort of progress. My parents wanted to take me to somebody who would question my gender and not just automatically be affirming and because I said I was trans that I was. At the time, I wasn't really aware of what conversion therapy was, and I believed my parents. I had this idea that he was had the potential to actually take me seriously. I was convinced that he'd somehow see that I was actually trans, and convinced my parents to let me transition. That, obviously, wasn't the case. Over the course of two years, I learned to hate myself even more than I already did, and I nearly took my life more times than I can count. I fell into a deep depression, spending every moment hoping it would all go away, that I could be normal. I realized that the only way to get out of the situation was to play along. I figured I could do what I had to to get through and then I could move on after I turned 18. Playing along broke me in ways I couldn't have imagined and it's the last thing I would ever do if I could go back. And if anybody in that situation is listening now, the only advice I have is to not give in, to stand up for who you are. I didn't start to transition for several years after that. It's taken a lot for me to relearn accepting myself for who I am. My story is much like that of others, but it's often a story that goes untold. Conversion therapy can take many forms, from talk therapy to physical abuse in the cases of those beaten with Bibles for not complying. All of it is abuse. 20 U.S. states have banned the practice through minors, 
Despite the overwhelming evidence that the practice is not only ineffective at achieving its goals and is actually harmful, it continues to be practiced throughout the country by licensed mental health professionals and religious leaders. Most licensing boards don't allow the practice, but that doesn't stop people from continuing it. Often, those licensing boards won't actually address the issue of someone practicing conversion therapy if it comes up. I know, because when I started seeing an affirming gender therapist, I learned that the Mississippi Licensing Board didn't allow conversion therapy. I was informed that I could file a complaint with the board over the issues so that I could hopefully prevent others from living through my experience, but they never did. My former therapist is still licensed and practicing therapy to this day. Even if all the licensing boards didn't allow conversion therapy and took the issue seriously, the practice would continue by unlicensed counselors and religious organizations. Conversion therapy begins at home. It's a form of child abuse, and parents will continue to seek it out as long as they can find it. This is why it needs to be illegal everywhere. Instead, at this time, state governments around the country have sought to pass legislation restricting the rights of trans people. The bills mostly focus on restricting trans kids from participating in school sports and making it illegal for transgender minors to access medical care. Most of these bills claim that giving minors hormone blockers is child abuse and would penalize any doctors doing so. Mississippi has proposed to also hold parents responsible and subject them to a prison sentence if they try to help their child transition. Hormone blockers don't cause any long-term effects. There's no reason behind this other than transphobia. Even during the quarantine, Idaho managed to pass two bills. One removing the right to get a birth certificate with an amended gender, and the second restricting trans girls from participating in girls' sports. The law goes way beyond banning trans girls from girls' sports to a level that is truly absurd. The law permits the exterior and interior genital examination for female student-athletes if their gender is under question. Let that sink in for a moment. How is this acceptable? If you want to be scared of something, be scared of the government trying to stick their fingers inside your daughter, not her potentially playing sports with a trans girl. That's it for today. 
You can find me on Instagram at Weaveryn, W-H-E-V-Y-R-N, or on the podcast page at Transactions Podcast, or email me at transactionspodcast at gmail.com. If you're trans and want to share your story, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Goodbye, everybody. Have a nice day. Thank you.